This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. Uh, we are continuing our series on estimation. We've been talking in the last few episodes about some anti-patterns of uh, of story points based estimation to be aware of. And today we want to do a call out of uh, some of the traps to watch out for while using story points for estimation. So let's get started. Yeah. So one of the traps that I've seen uh, in a lot of uh, lot of xp teams is that they end up giving points to all activities that they do uh and so it uh, looks a bit funny but uh, if you're having a meeting then you create like a one point story for it uh if you have to coordinate with someone on show then you create another two point story for it you know that kind of stuff um and that is a bit of a problem because what you are then doing is that you're tracking everything that you're doing and you're calling it velocity um but uh, the real purpose of velocity is to tell you how much your team can do in a given period of time right and so uh, at the end of a week or two weeks whatever your iteration length is uh, you would sum up all the stories that you've done and uh, you would say uh, that my team is able to do 10 points mm. and then you would have conversations about how can i make it better what gets in our way yeah those kind of and things. here how much can the team do is really about how much software can my team build yes yes that's right. a very important point yeah right so it's not about how many meetings can we have and yeah. how many emails can i send and yeah. you know all of those are valuable uh, things yeah. uh, right Uh, but this is but velocity is a measure of how much software can i ship yeah. how much at least how much soft, software can i build yeah definitely yeah and so that's a very important point to note uh, and so it is not about uh, giving points to all the activities that you're doing because if you do that well um, and if you're working 8 hours then the velocity is just going to tell you that you're working 8 hours a day right and so it's not going to give you any insights about how much software you're able to ship it just tells you that your team is working 8 hours a day uh, or 40 hours a week and so uh, so it's not valuable to do that uh, so that's the first thing that you should keep in mind uh, of you know not falling into this trap of giving points to everything that you do uh, and like chirago saying you should give points to the software that you write and that brings us to the second uh, second point as well and i've heard these debates uh, multiple times Uh, even in mature xp teams uh, that uh, sooner or later in an estimation session <laughs> someone will say uh, oh i am a qa i am going to take uh, so long to test this story uh, and why is my effort not uh, important am i not adding value are devs the only one who are adding value uh, in this project and so they are arguing to say that this story is is more complex to test and thus it should be larger correct right right and and if if we say no 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 it doesn't matter that it takes longer to test what matters is how much you know what, what is the estimate to to develop it 
then the QA might feel, hey, you know, what does that mean? Why is my, why are you not counting my, my right. vote, my, my, and, and. Yeah, the time that I'm going to spend, right? Because, mm. because I think the other, uh, you know, subtle problem there is that uh, people expect, in our past episodes, we have said that you end up equating points to time. And so people expect a two-point story to get finished in three days. And then the QA has a red flag in his mind because now they are thinking, hey, this story is simple to develop, but uh, it's actually going to take much longer for me to test. And so I'm not going to be able to do it in this whatever time uh, that is the convention in the team. And and so that's the internal dialogue that's probably happening in, in their mind as well. Uh, so a reflection of all of this is that a lot of teams end up uh, saying, okay, devs do one estimate, QAs do another estimate, and then they add it up. And that's like the worst thing you can do because if you if you really want to maintain relativity in your backlog, then uh, then uh, that will just kill it instantly. Uh, so so you should definitely not add up QA and dev estimates. Um, but should you even consider QA estimates? That's the question. And uh, the idea here is uh, to go back to theory of constraints, right? And theory of constraints says that you should estimate the bottleneck. Uh, and what that means is that the assumption for a software development project is that writing code is going to take the longest. Not just writing, thinking about code and writing it down, writing production and testing code. it, writing production code hmm. uh, is the is the most difficult activity, and that's the one that's going to take the longest and take the most effort uh, from everything that the team does. So everything that a PM does, that a BA does, that a QA does is all valuable. None of it is, you know, you can't neglect any of that and you won't succeed if you don't have people playing these roles on your team. But what you account for is the time that you take to write code for a particular story. And the assumption is that everything else will be proportional to that. Hmm. So the idea is that if you're writing uh, code and, and you think that it's a two pointer, then uh, it will be that much difficult to analyze, that much difficult to test, that much difficult to deploy, you know, all the other roles that play a part in getting it to production. And so, uh, so that's why the idea is to keep it simple and to only estimate the constraint. And so, uh, and that's why you would uh, say that, okay, on a particular project, software development project, you would just take the dev estimates and everything else will be just be proportional. That's an assumption. Now, sometimes this assumption goes wrong you end up uh, on a story which takes a lot of analysis, right? Because there's several uh, things at play and you have to do some very complex analysis. But the algorithm or the logic that you come up with in the end is quite simple to implement. So that could happen. Uh, there's another type of story where uh, you could implement something quite quickly, but the impact is in several different places. And so testing takes a long time and, and a lot of effort. Uh, and the advice here is that if that is an exception, then don't worry about it, right? Yeah. Uh, if, if that's an exception, then forget about it. Just call it a two-pointer. It will reflect in your velocity that this particular story actually took longer to analyze or to, or to test or you know whatever else happened there. But if it's a trend, uh, then you need to think about it a little bit, right? Uh, now, you could find that... Uh, uh, hey, I make these small changes and functionality all over the application is breaking. And that's a reflection of a couple of things. One is that you're working on something complicated and, and you know, intermingled. 
but it might uh, suggest that you don't have the right safety nets uh, that will give you those indications while you're developing. And that's why a QA has to manually test all of these 100 different scenarios to make sure that things are working well. So that's an indication of something else that might be going wrong in the project. Uh, so it's a, uh, so if it's happening quite often, then there's something to think about. But if it's an exception, the advice is don't even think about it. Just do the dev estimates and that will uh, that will give you enough insights as to how much your team can handle. Yeah. And I feel if, uh, if you have a sense as a team that there is something about your project that makes it, uh, let's say, a lot more challenging to analyze uh, things or a lot more challenging to test things. So, for example, one, one scenario I can think of is if you're building uh, an, an application that really needs to work across multiple uh, device sizes and multiple browsers, including Internet Explorer, uh, then the potentially the testing effort can be can be really big as compared to the uh, to the development effort. Um, but my approach to and so in that sense, Akshay, you can argue that the constraint uh, is is testing. Is, is testing. Um, and so if we if so one way to solve it could be let's start estimating the testing effort and and only considering that and assume that the development effort will become uh, proportionate to testing. Uh, so that's one way to do it. But I I feel like it would be quite. Um, uh, uh, unfamiliar for people to think like that right. and uh, uh, and thus feel difficult uh, so I would tend to solve that by by saying let's adjust capacities of roles in the team such that it again becomes uh, so that it uh, we again reach the point where development is the is the constraint so basically add you know add more testers in the team to be able to take care of all the various kinds of devices and, and browsers testing such that the says that there is confidence that uh, testing will not be the biggest bottleneck and it will be back to development and the same analogy can apply in the analysis phase if there is something that needs a lot of analysis let's say of an existing system or or of some interactions and so on then uh, add more people in the analysis tech analysis type of role so that the development uh, f uh, development complexity remains the the bottleneck right Right. Because that is familiar for people to work with. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a really nice way to think about it as well. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, finally, actually, you, you had an opinion about spikes uh, and how teams should manage that. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I have always done on my teams is to time box spikes. Uh, and there are, uh, I've seen teams who do estimates for spikes as well. Uh, but basically, so uh, for people who are not familiar with the vocabulary, uh, spikes are basically uh, small um, uh, experiments that you could do uh, when you don't know the answer or don't know how to implement something. So imagine that you are integrating with some third-party component that you have never done before. So, uh, and, and you don't know about it um, and, and you can't even estimate how mm. much will it take? Like, what is the complexity of this thing? Uh, and so to get to that estimate itself, you want to first play with that uh, third party API a little bit or whatever component you're using. And so that playing is really called uh, spiking something. And so what that means is that you will write some dirty code. It's not production code, uh, but uh, you'll figure out what do you need to do to really integrate with this third party component. Uh, and then you will be able to estimate 
the the complexity of doing that itself in production uh, sometimes you might do a spike to compare a couple of approaches uh, so you might have a couple of design approaches that you're not sure about so you do a spike or you might have two different libraries that offer the same functionality and you want to find out which one is better to use and so you might do a spike for that so spike is basically throw away code and the idea is that you need an answer quite fast uh, or at least you don't want to spend indefinite amount of time thinking about what to do and that's why uh, the approach that i have always taken is to time box spikes and say that every spike or you know looking at what you need to do you say that i'm going to spike this for two days uh, or i'm going to spike this for one day and so at the end of one day or at the end of two days i should have an answer about what am i going to do uh, because otherwise uh, you know these experiments can be rabbit holes and and uh, you can spend a lot of time trying to uh, trying to compare multiple different tools on various parameters and mm. or you know or uh, you know get caught like that and so the idea has been uh, to to just time box it and say that this is going to take two days but what that means is that for those two days your developers will be or at least one of your developer will be uh playing that spike instead of a production story and so you would have to take that capacity away from your velocity so uh, so if uh, you have two devs and they are able to deliver 10 points every week uh, so each of them is working 5 days and they are able to deliver 10 points so that roughly equates to 1 point per dev per day and so if one of those devs is going to spend 2 days just doing a spike uh then you have to adjust for that and so your velocity commitment for that week might be 8 points instead of 10 points because you're doing a spike so that's how i've uh, i've uh, worked with spikes before but there are some teams that do points uh, instead yeah uh, like on my teams i've i've uh, we've used the th- uh, thumb rule that uh, every spike any spike should be a small and that limits the amount of time people will spend on it but Uh, it's uh, sort of cheating a little bit because we are associating in a way uh, the the size with the time expectation right um um and and then uh, a related thing is that um, is is what when what what to do when developers need to spend time to either do technical analysis or or pair with testers let's say to to prove out or uh, to to prove out like test strategy or something something chunky like that that is not about writing production code but but it is developers time who's uh, you know which is which is needed uh, for that activity and so how do you manage that now i've seen teams uh, create stories for that kind of thing that you okay tech analysis for feature x uh, you know is a story uh, so i've seen teams do you know create stories for it really to then so that they can then allocate points to uh, to that story and basically uh, do the math that this is where developers time is getting spent uh, but a better approach to do that uh, is to uh, is to is to use stories only for uh, you know only to represent code that is going to get written to build some business yeah. functionality that goes to production right so that's the, that's what the definition of any story should be anything else that you do is not uh, a user story um and so if you if you st- if you stay true to that then when when developers need to spend time doing tech analysis it makes sense to uh, again use a similar approach 
that actually was talking about spikes that you you, you say that that means uh, that I have I'm short I'm, I'm slightly short of capacity uh, you know in this iteration because a couple of my devs are going to need to spend uh, some time doing uh, technical analysis so um, yeah. uh, so you could say okay you know if if we were able to do x points with full capacity with uh, let's say in, you know 90 percent capacity we'll be able to do uh, x x into 90 percent right uh, right yeah exactly and uh, uh, yeah that that change in mindset is quite subtle but uh, it, it's very important so basically what you're uh, if you're if you're estimating tech analysis and creating stories for tech analysis or other activities that don't uh, where people are not writing code then what you're basically saying is that i'm going to protect the velocity commitment that i've made and i'm going to add all the activities that add up to that velocity and somehow make the math work um, but basically what you're doing is that you're shying away from the conversation uh, right because if you are spending time in tech analysis then you should have a conversation about it and the result of that conversation might be that that's going to be the trend because complex features are coming up and so that is going to be the trend going forward or the result could be that hey we need to add couple of devs uh, like chirag was saying right to remove that constraint and to make sure that there's space to do tech analysis uh, but if you don't and, and uh, sometimes the solution could be that uh, there is some other expert in the extended organization who can come in to make all that analysis easier right. or you know we could you know get in touch with some external party who knows more about it so that the team's job to analyze these things become easier yeah. but the point is that <laughs> that if we surface it for the whole team and for the for the stakeholders then you know other options could emerge and uh, and if if they don't then they don't but at least there is clarity right. about the nature of work right. that needs to go into into building this right yeah so the whole point of uh, agile uh, and and this way of working is to bring transparency and visibility and have these conversations uh, and so uh, if you if you try to add points to your backlog to make sure that you still deliver x number of points then you're basically trying to avoid these conversations uh, and uh, and that's not a useful way uh, for a software team for a, for an xp team to proceed uh, so so that's another trap and it's not like uh, it's not malice uh, very you know very mature people react this way uh, because uh, they uh, they are unable to explain this to the stakeholders and to make sure that they have the right conversations about this uh, and so uh, even in mature teams uh, we have seen this kind of behavior so if you have this kind of a problem in your team then think about it uh, uh, you might you might be falling in this trap and it's something to have a conversation about with the team cool so those are some of the traps that we wanted to uh, enumerate uh, for you today uh, there might be others uh, so let us know if you know of any other traps uh, that you've seen people fall into or if you've fallen into and uh, stay tuned for new content on Traxxion bye bye